herald the one eternal redemptive purpose of God as it culminates and fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ in the new covenant. Uh, good evening, good afternoon, uh, welcome to the New and Living Way podcast. This is uh, R.D. Pineda, your host, uh, currently based here in Abu Dhabi, uh, UAE. And we are live uh, by our Facebook page, uh, the New and Living Way podcast, and also uh, in our YouTube channel, the same title. So please like and follow our FB page and subscribe to our YouTube uh, channel. And now, now also we are available uh, on Apple uh, iTunes podcast. You know, the original format of podcast is in audio only. So we are available now on Apple iTunes podcast and it's record, it's uh, episode is record, uh, being recorded after immediately after the end of the podcast uh, it will be streamed in Apple iTunes podcast and also in podbean podbean.com podbean.com is our host platform for podcasts so now you can download uh, our past episodes and listen you know wherever you are through your iPhone iPad uh, you know iMac whatever Apple uh, device you have. And also, you can also uh, listen to, to PC if you download the, the app, iTunes app. So uh, there are a lot of uh, ways, uh, medium, you can uh, listen and watch uh, our podcast. So please like and subscribe to our various uh, ways. So at this first part of our program, we we always uh, want to acknowledge our viewers wherever uh, they are in this part of the world. So we'd like to uh, acknowledge them by reading uh, comments, their comments. But before that, I have to announce uh, as part of a new uh, part of this program is you know we are asking to we are we are requesting you to ask questions. Based on your comments, you type the comments, and then we will read. But now, uh, we are inviting now to ask questions. You have to ask questions live, live via the screen. So you can be in the in the screen later in the Q&A portion if you are courageous enough to ask questions live, okay, if you want live. And I will share the link for you to to be in the room, in the studio room, and all your friends will be, you, they will see your face in the, in the screen. So let me read some of the earlier comments if there are. Wala. Walang, uh, walang uh, comments, but there are five viewers, and I understand that uh, there are a lot of uh, our, our followers, uh, subscribers who are hosting uh, we're hosting this uh, watch uh, for our Facebook. So, uh, as part of uh, our regular programming, our regular program is, you know, we we are doing a theological term, theological term of every every podcast we 
we put a theological term for those who are not so keen in, in, in theological terms. So the theological term of the day is uh, biblical theology. Uh, that is our theological term of of the day. So basically, we are we are doing biblical theology in in expounding all our points here. So the definition of biblical theology is the study of the doctrines of the Bible arranged according to the chronological, redemptive, uh, historical background. In contrast with systematic theology which categorizes doctrine according to specific topics, uh, biblical theology, uh, specific topics. While on the other hand, biblical theology shows the unfolding of God's revelation as it progresses uh, through history. So that is the difference. And I just like to mention the one uh, biblical the uh, theologian or one of the foremost biblical theologian to to help us with this and that is uh, Gerhardus Boss to explain further biblical theology occupies a position between exegesis and systematic theology so they are it's a bridge between exegesis and systematic theology in the encyclopedia of theological disciplines but it differs from systematic theology not not in being more biblical, as in you are saying systematic theology is not biblical compared to biblical theology. That does not what it means. But it adheres or adhering more closely to the truths of scriptures, but in that its principle of organizing biblical material is historical rather than logical. Whereas systematic theology takes the Bible as a completed whole and endeavors to exhibit its total teaching in an orderly, systematic form. So, buuna in systematic uh, theology. It's already classified, but biblical theology deals with the material from the historical uh, uh, standpoint. No? So, seeking to exhibit the organic growth and development of doctrines or the truths of God's special revelation from the primitive, pre-dedemptive special revelation sa, sa Eden at given, given to the Eden and then the close of the New Testament canon in Revelation. So that's part of the progress. You know? So hopefully na intindihan natin yan for, for that uh, introduction by uh, Gerhardus Boss. Ito yung book. If you are, you want to go deeper, this book is the one that uh, I recommend. And also there are many uh, current uh, New Testament scholar like uh, Jim Hamilton, uh, what is uh, biblical theology, and also Thomas Reiner, no? the king uh, with biblical theology, the king in his beauty. No? So without further ado, without further ado, we will go now. We proceed now to our topic, and our topic for today is actually part of uh, uh, still part of the our intersection with uh, our previous uh, episode 
uh, intersecting with uh, covenant theology's uh, interpretation of of the decalogue and that part of uh, one uh, the first one we dealt in episode two uh, that is uh, with regards to the eternal uh, moral law classification of the decalogue as per as per covenant theology and the second one uh, that dealt last week by by uh, cb uh, christian with regards to the decalogue as being uh, the rule of life and now this third one is uh, also we go deeper into what is the meaning of you know the covenant the new covenant promise in jeremiah 31 as to what is the law written on the hearts of new covenant believers or christians so our resource speaker for today is Balikbayan. Balikbayan, I mean, uh, he's been in the first episode, in the second episode, and now in the third episode. Actually, he has answered uh, excellently in the first episode as to this, but we want to be more, uh, you know, expound uh, Jeremiah 31 in Hebrews 8 and other uh, pertinent passages. So let's welcome uh, Quit Sabio in the room yeah uh yep. good evening good evening, good evening. so are you ready brother yeah yeah so pinas? Maulan ba? Maulan? okay uh, uh this uh first one we start with uh the biblical references no, the biblical references text that deals with this uh, topic, you know. And yeah, so, okay, continue, brother. Yeah, you want uh, to expand. Yeah, so there are only four no, no, places in scriptures where you can find a reference to a law written on the heart. No, there's uh, Jeremiah 31, 33, uh, wherein I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. Now, this passage then is quoted twice in uh, New Testament, one in Hebrews 8.10 and another in Hebrews 10.16. So, those are the three references. Then, the fourth one is a bit different because the wording is the work of the law is written on their heart. So, uh, it's quite different. No? So, yun yung uh, titignan natin, yung mga references na yun. Na the uh, with regard to a law being written on the heart. So what uh, what does written on the heart means? What does written mm -hmm. on the heart means? Uh, most of ano, most of the debate kasi nakasurround dun sa question of what is the law, right? What is the law that was written, written on the heart? On that the was heart. written on the heart. Mm -hmm. no, but but uh, uh, yung neglected part ng question actually is yung meaning mismo ng written on the heart. What what okay. does it mean to, for something to be written on the heart? So this this part of the exposition would be about about that. No? So ano muna yung ibig sabihin ng written on the heart before we go to what what is the law written on the heart. So uh, sinama ko dito yung Romans 2, no? 4 to 15. Kasi meron siyang reference to something being written on the heart. So let's look closely what Romans 2 is saying. So it says in Romans 2, 14 to 15 that when the Gentiles do by nature what the law and uh, 
in context, it's referring to the Mosaic Law, no? because uh, Romans chapter 2 is about uh, uh, Paul was addressing the the Jewish uh, people, no? and uh, pinapakita niya na, na they are not, no better than the Gentiles na, na ni-refer ni Paul sa Romans chapter 1. So pinapakita niya na uh, even though you have the law, the Mosaic Law, you are no better than them. So kaya masabi natin that the law being referred to, no, sinabi niyang do by nature what the law requires is referring to Mosaic Law. Now they, sabi niya, are a law to themselves. Namely, yung they na tinutukoy niya is whatever law they do by nature. So it's not pertaining to the whole Mosaic Law, rather whatever law they do by nature. Okay? Mm -hmm. So are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. So they do not okay. have the law, and yet they are doing what is required by the law. So they show, so here comes the reference, they show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. Now, note that it is not the law that is written on their hearts, but the works of the law. Right? And also take note that they were not bound to the Mosaic Law, rather only to that which is known to them by nature. Kaya sinabi niya, by nature, no, do by nature what the law requires. So he is not saying that they were bound to some uh, codified Ten Commandments, Decalogue, or the, the entire Mosaic Law. No, rather, they, uh, they are only bound to that which is revealed to them. By nature. So when Paul speaks of the work of the law written in their hearts, he is merely pointing out that the Gentiles, through the light of nature, knew some commands that would be enough to judge them. That's the point of this passage. This supports Paul's assertion in Romans 2, 12 to 13, that for all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. Right? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, and also those who have uh, sin under the law, which is the Jews, will be judged by the law. So clearly, my distinction ng merong those who are under the law and those who are not under the law, and yet they will, be, they will still be judged for what they know, for what they know in accordance with nature. Now, unless you think na that's, that's, that's a stretch, no, because this is also consistent with the wider context ng Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 3. No? Mm -hmm. Now, Romans chapter 120, Paul says that for his invisible attributes, God's attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature has been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. So I think, now, si Paul, sa Romans 2, uh, he's hearkening back sa Romans chapter 1 where it's sinabi niya uh, the Gentiles are not excused because they have the light of nature. So in summary, sa Romans 2, 14 to 15, works of the law written on their hearts simply means doing the requirements of the law which is revealed through the light of nature. And I would argue that the law being referred to here is God's upholding of His own righteousness that is revealed in nature. Based on Romans 1, 20 to 21, namely, honor God and glorify God. That's, uh, we may call that the, the absolute law of God. Uh, if Brother, it's dirty, question uh, lang ako, no? Kasi dito sa, dito sa, sa, per, sa passage na to, no? Yung the, what the law requires or the works of the law, 
as according to this passage in Romans, di ba? Yung, uh, for, for when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires. Mm. Are they doing the law? I mean, are they fulfilling in the law? Because if you say, who do not have the law, but by nature they do what the law requires. Or yung sinabi mo na works of the law. What does exactly means by works of the law? Are, are they doing the law? Kasi dalawa yung may nuance na dalawa dyan eh. So eh, when Gentiles who do not have the law, especially they do not have the, the, the old covenant law, but by nature, they do what the law requires. They are a law to themselves. What is this exactly means yung by nature what the law requires? I mean, how do they... Do they uh, are they doers of the law or are they uh, doing the law what the law requires? If they are gentiles. Yeah, may meron kasing dalawang possible ano diyan, may dalawang competing na view diyan eh. Kasi yung iba they take that to mean as as they are really doing yeah. what the law requires in the sense of as if they were regenerated, as if uh, they uh, they were fulfilling Sa new covenant, uh, uh, yung dalawang sinasabi mo, no? yung sa new covenant, ano yun, ano? understanding na yung yeah. mga new covenant believers na. Yeah, oh, that as, as, as against the unbelievers or unregenerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tama? Yun like, yung dalawang sinasabi mo. No? Mm. So, may nuwan sa dalawang yun. No? May, mga, may mga theologian that says that this is pertaining to the new covenant believers already regenerated. Yeah, so, oh. what is your... Your, your what your nuance is they are unbelievers uh, hindi siya ano hindi siya inaddress nung nung text rather ang point lang ng text is to show is to mm-hmm. show that uh, kasi tatandaan natin lagi yung context so what is being addressed a text and what is not being addressed a text namely uh, the point there is that the Jews are not better off because they think that just because they have the law uh, must ahead sila sa Gentiles and, and Paul is saying here that uh, uh, no, no. Even the even the Gentiles, you no. Know, for some reason, that uh, when they do that which is required by the law, you no, know, they will be judged. They will still be judged. Mm. So they are without excuse. And so, hindi hindi pwedeng gamitin ng mga hujo na 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 na, na dahilan para sabi nila that they are better off against the the uh, the, the Gentiles because they have the law. Therefore, uh. Uh, may favor sila from God. Uh, kung baga, they are ahead, uh, so to speak, sa, sa kanilang relationship kay God. No? So that's that, that's the point ng no, no passage. So, uh, uh, so yung leaning ko more likely is that unbelievers ito, unbelievers mm. sila, that they are doing, that they are they were doing the the works of the law, pero hindi uh, silent yung scriptures, no? itong Romans 2, as to kung they are obeying it, uh, as in uh, in light of the gospel no that's that ano hindi hindi siya binanggit dun sa text so i i will not ano i will not um, uh, i think i cannot conclude from the text na na believers na itong tinutukoy dito ni okay. Nicole kasi kasi kung titingnan natin yung context uh, Romans 1 sinasabi niya yung Gentiles is uh dito the they will be judged by God. And hanggang okay. Romans chapter 3, hanggang Romans chapter 3, ganun pa rin yung sinasabi niya. Ang point ng Romans 1 to 3 is 
to ano eh to shut up every all all men under sin eh diba? mm-hmm. so uh, I, so I, I i think uh it is sufficient to say na unbelievers ito and they are doing uh yung words of the lord dito is yung as it is revealed sa kanila by nature kaya importante okay. yung sinabi niya na do by nature what the law requires so hindi siya hindi siya codified law rather hindi siya parang as if meron silang a list of laws that they are obeying rather they know by nature what they have to do especially uh, yung pinaka precise na law i would say is to honor god that mm-hmm. glorify god and in that sense in that sense uh, they are guilty no katulad ng mga ng mga judyo so so i agree with that but just to add no uh, i also agree that this is pertaining to to the unbeliever or the Gentiles. Specifically, yeah. the Gentiles is being... The Gentiles, the Gentiles. Uh, 14, yeah. verse 14. As opposed to the Jews who have the law revealed to them in Mount Sinai and the whole old covenant law. But I, I, I surmise that the work of the law that is written on their hearts is the work that the law, that the law is condemning their conscience yeah, as yeah, that's pertaining right. that's to right. this... They have the law to themselves, the law of conscience, mm. uh, whether morally right or wrong, whatever they are doing, their conscience is bearing witness that what they are doing is right or wrong. And their mm. conscience also accusing them or even excuse them. So that's the mm. work of the law in the, yeah. in, the, in the full picture of the old covenant law that is by by. By the giving of the law, it's the knowledge of sin, diba? So yeah, in that conscience, in that conscience part of us who are not Jews, we know that there is some kind of block in our conscience that says what what is our what we do is right or wrong, morally right mm. or wrong. So yun yung aking pagtigin yun, uh, uh, yun yung works of the law na ginagaw, na nasa puso nila. Not yep, itself yep. the law that they are doing, but the works of the law that is condemning them or excusing them. No, the conscience of unbelievers are darkened. No, They can excuse their sin or sometimes they, the, their conscience Justify, is very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, justifying them uh, because they are darkened in their minds. But sometimes the, the, the sin, the, 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 their conscience is uh, accusing them. So that's precisely the works of the law in the larger context of of, uh, but not the law itself that uh, as per the Jews na alam lahat nila yun no? in, in yeah. uh, so let's move on uh, sa 2B yeah. no yeah. so uh, now that Romans 2, 14 to 15 kasi we have to ano, eh, uh, tanggalin natin siya sa picture so that uh, we can move forward sa Jeremiah 31 uh, 33 no? so what is uh, written on their hearts naman sa 31 to 33 but first, uh, remember that God made the covenant with nation Israel when he brought them out sa Egypt, no? And he mm-hmm. then gave the terms of the covenant sa kanila, namely the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And then immediately, the people failed to abide sa, sa law ni God, sa, sa Ten Commandments, sa Decalogue. And so God added more laws to the original Ten. Kumbaga, image, uh, it, uh, it, the, the, uh, those laws no, pertaining uh, about dun sa pag-address, dun sa sin, dun sa, pag-failure, dun sa failure nila to obey the law. And still, 
they failed to abide. And so God added more laws and so on and so forth. So from 10, nadagdagan siya, nadagdagan ng uh, maraming laws. So, uh, so by the end of Deuteronomy, by the end of Deuteronomy, no, may ano na, nasa 613 na yung laws na meron sa uh, Mosaic Law. So hindi lang yung Ten Commandments. No? Of course, okay. Ten Commandments is the, the uh, what, what do you call this? The words. Okay. Uh, sa center, the, the heart, uh, the heart ng, ng, ng uh, Mosaic Law. No? Pero yun nga, uh, uh, all of the other laws were added because of sin. So yeah. uh, continuously siya na. So pagdating ng Deuteronomy 36, Moses said, uh, says these words, and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. That you may live. So Mo Moses saw the need for internal change and not more external loss. So internal change, hindi ad ad addition of more loss. And so he prophesied that there would come a time that God will cause his people to love him and obey him from the heart. However, yung story ng rebellion no, and restoration was repeated over and over the Old Testament. No? So what, what, what it tells us is that the law cannot perfect anyone. Wala hindi niya kayang i-perfect yung, yung, uh, yung people ni God. So fast forward tayo sa Jeremiah 31, uh, 34 to 34 where Jeremiah prophesied about the new covenant. Now, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. Now, babalikan ko po yan pagdating dun sa uh, Hebrews 8 na, 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 na text natin, no? yung pinamayin text natin, babalikan ko siya. So, for now, tatalunan ko muna yan. So I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke. So yung old covenant, that, that is the covenant being referred to here, yung Mosaic covenant no, that they broke. Though I was their husband, declares the Lord, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. People, and no longer shall each one, uh, shall one each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, "Know the Lord." So they will not teach one another, "Know the Lord," because, sabi yan, for they shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest, uh, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. So here are some few observations. The intent of the text is not to remind them of the contents of the law. That's not, that's not what the intent of the text. If you go to this text asking questions like, what law? It only shows that you are missing the point because that's not the point of the text. The point of the text mm -hmm. is not to remind them about more laws, not, not, not to remind them of the contents of the law. Second, in the immediate context, this is promised to the physical houses of Israel and mm. Judah. That's important. That's very important as we progress dito sa exposition. That primarily, no, dito sa as part nung uh, immediate context no, nung, nung uh, prinafisa ito ni Jeremiah, uh, it is addressed sa physical houses of Israel and Judah. Number three, the result of having 
the law written on their hearts is that they will become a people who knows God. Mm-hmm. Right? That they will know God. Uh, that's that in uh, what, what we would call the necessary consequence ng pagkakaroon ng uh, uh, law written in their hearts. Now, number four, yung act na ito ni God, ng pag-write ng law ni God and making of covenant with them, etc., etc., it is grounded on full forgiveness that He grants for their sins. So, yung pinaka uh, the, uh, cause or reason for for this act of God is that yung pinaka-foundation on is that they will be forgiven for all their sins. So notice that even without answering what law is written, we can already see the meaning, no? somehow yung meaning ng word, ng phrase na written on their hearts. Whatever that is, kung ano man yung law na yan, no? it will cause the people to know God. Right? It mm-hmm. will cause the people to know God. So now the expression, something written on their hearts, it's just a restatement of putting something within within them. Kasi kung mapapansin nyo po, dalawang beses niya siya binanggit, no? Sabi niya, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. Diba? Dalawa siya, I will put my law and I will I will write it. So that is just a restatement. Meaning, it's saying the same same thing. No, walang magic doon, walang surprising meaning doon. It's just the same thing. And we can see this same expression in other texts as well. Kung titignan po natin, no, sa, sa Jeremiah 32.40, so balik lang tayo ng, ah, sorry, advance lang tayo ng isang chapter, Jeremiah 32.40, sabi niya, I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. Tapos here, mababasa natin, I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. So notice that the same expression is mentioned, but instead of law, we are told that God put the fear of Him in their hearts. And the result this time is that they will not turn from God. So in other words, it's uh, it's just saying the same thing expressed different ways. So uh, for God to write something in their in their hearts or to put something in their hearts, ang pinapakita ng Jeremiah 31 at Jeremiah 32 is that it will result into something, namely obedience, to God from the so, heart. Yeah. May ano lang ako, interaction lang ako bro. This uh, uh, law written that, that the Lord uh, promised to them, the law will, uh, God writes them on their hearts. Diba? It's still in the future and also uh, sabi yan? Ano sabi yan? Uh, so I will, uh, my law I will put in, uh, in their hearts. Yeah. No? So, the same law, ang pagkakaintindi ng covenant theology, so wala, dito, tinitingnan natin sa redemptive historical context ng Israel, di ba? Yep, yep. Wala pa dyan, wala pa dyan, di pa pumupunta sa Hebrews 8, sa, sa New yep. Testament. So, the context is Israel and the covenant Israel, di ba? Yep. So, lahat daw, everybody in the... Uh, Judah and Israel, the house of Israel and Judah will know the Lord. Right? Will, will, will. Will, will know the yeah. Lord in the future. Will. And the law that is in the context is the Mosaic law. But the difference yeah. is God will put them in their hearts, will write them in their hearts. Mm. So that's, that's, the, that's the difference between uh, the law that is written on the tablet mm. as if 
God is saying yes. there is a new way. There is a new way to put the law. And that yep. is into the heart and not on the on the tablet. Yep. So, yun yung context na, no? So, ang pagtingin ng mga mga Israelites is the same law. Correct? Um, the uh, same law, ba? kaya lang ilalagay, isusulat. They will write on the heart. So, yun lang ang gusto kong maano sa redemptive historical context. Before we go to the to the Hebrews 8 yep. and other passages. So, thank you, yeah, brother. So, Ito pong next na, itong next, no, there's another one na same expression, pero this time I think it would, meron na tong hint kung ano yung ibig sabihin ng yung law written on the heart, no? Sa Ezekiel 36, 27, mababasa natin, and I will put naman my spirit within you. No, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. So, notice, it's almost the same doing sa Jeremiah 31, but this time, instead of law being written or being uh, placed sa kanilang hearts, it's the spirit that is put within them and yun yung ang necessary result is that they would be caused to walk in the statutes of God and be careful to obey my rule. So, uh, Dito medyo ano na to, uh, makikita na natin. Makita mo na yung clue, no? May clue na. Makikita na, makikita na rin yung clue. Kung ano yung ibig niya sabihin sa law written mm-hmm. on the heart. So, uh, therefore, the expression law written on their hearts or putting the fear of God within them and putting the spirit within them, collectively, we can summarize as the act of God by which He caused sinners to know and fear Him and as a result, they will obey from the heart His law statutes mm-hmm. and yung rules of God, rules ni God. Okay? So we can say that this is a metaphor for the act of God, the Holy Spirit in uh, regeneration. Of course, wala pa yan dyan sa text na yan. May kita natin yan much clearly dun sa positive argument okay. natin sa, sa New, New Testament. So, uh, ngayon, uh, na, nabanggit na mo kanina, no, brother, that the law then, in, reden- yung in redemptive, ano, uh, history, historical context, historical context oh. nila, of course, if they would have understood it to be uh, the Mosaic law because uh, wala pa naman sa kanila yung uh, New Covenant, New Testament Revelation and they, they, they don't know that. Okay, so, uh, so we grant, we grant that uh, that uh, that's that's what they would have uh, thought. No? But that doesn't mean it is what it means. The same with, uh, yeah, the, same so, with the New Testament. Mm. Yeah, so ngayon, what is the law written on the hearts of the new covenant believers? Yun na po yung yes. natin. So, ano yung yeah. new covenant uh, understanding of the law written on the hearts? Okay? So, I, uh, I I want to emphasize that yung phrase na under the new covenant. Now, when, when we say what, what the law God would cause us to obey under the new covenant or what is the law written on the heart under the new covenant, Let's emphasize yung, yung reality that we are now in this side of redemptive history. Now, mm-hmm. why is that the case? Bakit kailangan important yung, yung pag-put ng emphasis doon? Because most misinterpretation and misapplication ng Jeremiah 31, 33 arise, arises from a myopic, close reading of Jeremiah 31, 33 and forgetting that we are now in this side of the fulfillment of the new, new era. Yeah. In, in, in other words, parang ganito po siya, parang uh, uh, 
at that point they 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 are reading the Jeremiah 3133 like a dispensational right so kumbaga parang uh, parang nakalimutan nila na nandito na tayo sa side na to ng redemptive history and so we need to understand Jeremiah 3133 in light of the New Testament uh, revelation New Testament scripture so before i answer which law was written or more accurately which law god would cause us to obey from the heart let me first show Number one, uh, or letter A, yung interchangeability ng words na covenant and law. That's important kasi sa uh, Hebrews 8 no? and Hebrews 7. So, so yun yung una ko ipapakita. Then B, I'll give what the law written on the hearts sa new covenant believers is not. Ano yung hindi siya? Okay? Ano yung hindi law written on the heart sa, sa mga new covenant believers? And lastly, I'll give the positive answer, what is the law written on their hearts? Okay? So first, yung interchangeability of the terms ng uh, Ten Commandments, ng Covenant, ng Tablets of Covenant, or Words of the Covenant sa Old Testament. No? Meron tayo dito nga uh, three uh, passages that, that uh, deals with this uh, concept, no? So, and the Lord said to Moses, according to Exodus 34, 27 to 28, and the Lord said to Moses, write these words, take note of that, write these words, for in accordance with these words, I have made a covenant. So with that words that God is commanding uh, Moses to write, uh, it, uh, the, the covenant is in accordance with that word with you and with Israel. So, he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights, 40 nights, he neither ate bread nor drank water, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant. So, what was written on the tablets? It is the words of the covenant. No, mm -hmm. As if it weren't enough, sabi niya, the Ten Commandments. So, parang, mm -hmm. parang okay, parang no mistaking, no mistaking, it is the Ten Commandments that I'm writing, those are words of the covenant. Okay, that's, Exodus 34, 27, 28. Now, Deuteronomy 4.13, no, wherein uh, uh, ni, ni, ni sinulat muli, no, na, nagkaroon ng, uh, ng pagbibigay muli ng, ng, ng uh, Ten Commandments. Oh, oh. No? So, he declared to his covenant, to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, that is the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on the tablets of stone. So, he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform. So the, co the covenant is that which na kinokomandigan sila na i-perform. Which is, again, inexplain ng author, the Ten Commandments that he wrote, sa two tablets of stone. So may kita natin yung interchangeability ng covenant, Ten Commandments, tablets of stones. No? Iisa lang yung tinutungan niya. So when I, nang pagdating sa Deuteronomy 9, 9 to 11, Sabi niya, when I went up the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord made with you, I remained on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. I neither drank, uh, ate bread nor drank water. And the Lord gave me the two tablets of stones written with the finger of God. And on them were all the words of the Lord had spoken with you on, uh, on the mountain, out of the midst of the fire, on the day of the assembly. And at the end of 40 days and 40 nights, the Lord gave me the two tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant. 
So a plain reading of these passages makes clear that the Ten Commandments are a covenant. Okay, not only that it's the words of the covenant, it is themselves, they themselves, is a covenant. They are a covenant. It is the very words of the covenant of God with the nation Israel that is they are intricately connected. The tablets of stones, that is uh, the Decalogue, it belongs. No? Pag sinabing the tablet of the covenant or the, 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 the words of the covenant, it means it the words belonging, belonging to the old covenant. So you cannot separate them. So now, with that in mind, uh, what is the law written on the hearts of new covenant believers is not. Okay? What it is not. So tingnan natin ngayon yung Hebrews. Magbibigay, magbibigay po ako ng context, konting context sa, bago tayo magpunta sa Hebrews 8. Hebrews 6 to 7. Para makita natin yung main idea, kasi nabanggit yung Hebrews 7 hanggang 10, no? to, just to support itong main idea na to. Okay? Mm-hmm. Itong context ng Hebrews 6. So God is trustworthy. Yun yung, we can summarize it na God is trustworthy, we can count on God because He made a promise, and so we can bank on Him. No? We can go directly to His, to his ano, uh, gracious throne because we have uh, Christ as our uh, high priest, no? That si Christ yung ating high, high priest, no? Na, na advocate that advocates us in, in the in the, the presence father. of the Father. So Hebrews six starts off with a warning about apostasy. Tama po, may kita natin sa Hebrews uh, six. No? In fact, nagsimula siya Hebrews five. Then uh, uh, pinakita niya that uh, uh, ga. Uh, that Christ is greater than the angels, uh, uh, Hebrews 1, hanggang 4, I think. Yes, and uh, uh, he is the, yeah, the, the high priest, no? In the, greater the than Aaron. Yeah, greater than Aaron, greater than Joshua. Diba? So, uh-huh. uh, so uh, and pagdating ng Hebrews 6, he warns them of apostasy, meaning uh, of living ano living the living the faith no living yung kanilang trust kay kay Christ as their as their uh uh advocate as their ano high priest no no pagdating ng 6 9 to 12 nag nagano nag switch gears yung author ng Hebrews no because dito sa 6 he expresses confidence that the true believers will in fact receive salvation Dating ng verse, six, uh, ng verse 9 ng chapter 6. And yung reason na binigay, binigay niya is because God is not unjust as to overlook their work and the love, yung kanilang love and love. Then the author's, author goes on to provide yung grounds for this promise in Hebrews 6, 13 to 20. Binigyan niya ngayon ng, ng foundation. Okay, so why, uh, why, why would I trust that God will not overlook yung aking service and yung love? demonstrate ko, no? So, binigay niya dito, sabi niya, that God made an oath by himself. Yun yung pinaka-summation ng uh, verse uh, 13 to 20, that God made an oath by himself. And why by himself? Because there is no one greater than him. Walang masigit kay God. So, wala siya. Kumbaga, yung context kasi sa sa, sa batas, no? sa, sa Old Covenant, no? And even hindi lang sa, hindi lang sa, sa mga Hudyo noon, even sa uh, uh, outside their their ano their uh, ethnicity uh yung yung uh, 
yung swearing, no, yung pag-make ng oath, ginagawa siya doon sa mas higher sa kanila. No? Mm-hmm. So here, since wala nang mas higher kay God, God is God made an oath. And yun yung ginawa niya kay Abraham, no, according sa Hebrews 6:13 to 20. And now, the author is applying it to them. Sinasabi niya, so you uh, ganun din si God ay nag uh, nag-made an oath by himself for there is no one greater than him by which to swear. And since God cannot change, hindi nagbabago si God, and he cannot lie, we can be confident to hold fast to the hope set before us. Okay? We can be confident. And this hope was said to have been to have entered into the inner place behind the curtain, meaning the Holy of Holies. No? Mm-hmm. And sabi doon, where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, then pagdating ng yung dulong clause, is, ano, he, he goes back again to sa uh, Hebrews 5.12. Doon kasi siya doon siya nagsimula eh, tapos parang nagkaroon siya ng konting uh, segue about nga sa apostasy and now bumabalik siya doon sa main topic niya which is that Jesus Christ is our high priest after the order of Melchizedek. So the main idea then is that we can trust and hope in God's promises but there's a problem. Remember that no one is allowed to enter the most holy place other than the Levitical priest. To be, oh. to be precise, the, uh, the Aaronic, Aaronic priesthood. Diba? Oh. Yung Aaronic priesthood kasi sa kanila po nakatalaga yung, yung, uh, yung duty to, to offer no, for the sins of the nation. And Jesus is from a different order of priesthood, namely the order of Melchizedek. So Hebrews 7 is the answer to that problem. Yung issue na, oh, how can Christ enter doon sa most holy place if hindi naman siya part ng Levitical priesthood. So, dito ay na-argue sa, uh, sa chapter 7, no, that uh, Melchizedek is greater than Levi. No? So, because Abraham paid the tithe to Melchizedek and therefore, in essence, Levi also paid his tithe to him. No, while he was still in his father's loins. The, the idea is that uh, even before po pinanak si, si Levi, yung kanyang uh, patriarch no si si uh, Abraham nagpain ng tithe kay kay uh, Melchizedek and therefore and sabi doon blinness ni ni Melchizedek si Abraham and therefore showing na na yung priesthood ni Melchizedek is of a different sphere or different order of a higher order than that of Levi so uh, pinap again yung 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 idea is that since greater si Melchizedek and si Jesus is from that order, so therefore, he can enter. Okay? And pagdating ng 11 to 28 ng chapter 7, plinesh out ngayon ng author, ano yung implication nito ngayon? Ano yung ibig nito sabihin with regards sa law? With regards sa law. So we know this, kaya alam natin na yung 11 to 28 is... Uh, as an ano no inference or conclusion ng author kasi sabi sa Greek no sa Greek uh, may kita natin na mayroong therefore diyan parang now then so yung kanyang inference or conclusion from uh, Hebrews uh, 7 1 to 10 is that therefore okay if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood for under it the people received the law what further need would there have been for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek? 
rather the one named after the order of Aaron. Now, the answer to this rhetorical question is very obvious, right? Perfection is unattainable for, ano, uh, through the Levitical priesthood. Now, naka-state yes. why is it unattainable, right? Because mm. under it, the people receive the law. Therefore, there's a need for another priest after the order of Melchizedek. Now, yung word na perfection po dyan, no, it refers here to eschatological perfection. It is not just merely perfection now, but yung uh, totality. As in, uh, according kay Tom Schreiner, sabi niya, in Hebrews, the concept of perfection is broad. It includes the forgiveness of sins, ethical righteousness, and the rule human beings were to exercise over the universe as peace kings. So therefore, if eschatological perfection could be realized under the Levitical priesthood, there would be no need to designate the arrival of another priesthood. In other words, ang point niya is that kung possible sa Levitical priesthood, sa, to be precise, sa Aaronic priesthood na magkaroon ng perfection, then wala nang need for a different order. Pero since it is impossible to be perfect under that uh, priesthood because uh, from from that priesthood we receive the law, namely the Mosaic law, therefore, kailangan ng another priesthood. Right? So, uh, do you have a uh, question or clarifications? Lux ka lang, bro. Lux ka lang. Okay lang. Sige lang. Okay lang po? Okay, so. Kahit medyo huwag uh, ka magmadali para sa viewers. Okay, sige po. I mean, I mean uh, relax ka lang. Parang mabilis yung takbo. Okay, okay so. Uh, kung mapapansin natin, may problem ulit. Meron po problem. Kasi not only uh, hindi siya priest no after uh, Levite so sabihin na nating uh, of of higher ano no of higher higher order si Melchizedek pero may problem pa rin because the law requires meron silang requirement sa law mismo merong regulation that the priest must come from the tribe of Levite right and because Hebrews 7:13 to 14 says na natin sabi niya for the one of whom these things are spoken, meaning Christ, belong to another tribe, which is Judah, from which no one has ever served at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah. And in connection with that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. So in other words, there's no provision in the law that would allow for a priest to be coming from the tribe of Judah. Therefore, it necessitates a change in the law. Kaya merong 7.12, Hebrews 7.12, wherein sabi doon, For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. Now, some have argued that this change is limited only to the regulations concerning bodily descent. Kumbaga, uh, I would say yung some na yon are the covenant theologian brothers natin. No? They, they argued na ang change lang daw is yung law with regard to bodily descent. Now, here are reasons why I think that's 
that interpretation is wrong. Number one, nothing in this passage is saying that God made an exemption for Jesus by changing some aspects of the law. Nothing. Wala po kayo may kita dyan na that God, that God is making an, making an exemption for Jesus. No? Rather, what happened, number two, is a setting aside, a setting aside of a commandment for a better hope sa 7.18, Hebrews 7.18. So, hindi niya sinasabing, imamodify ko lang yung certain aspects ng mosaic law. Rather, sineset aside niya yung law. Take note that the reason for setting aside is its weakness and uselessness. Alam mo, bakit ba siya weakness, may weakness and uselessness? Ito yung number three. No, hindi lang siya nag-stop doon. Sabi niya, yung ultimate reason is this. For the setting aside no, ng law, uh, kung bakit siya sinet aside, it is because the law, so to, hindi na niya sinasabing the commands lang, no? the command regulating the the dito the priesthood no the body bodily uh, descent na, na law rather sinasabi niya uh, the law made nothing perfect the law made nothing perfect sa 7:19 so what most exegetes miss when interpreting the change in the law is what precipitated the change not only of the law but also of the priesthood for under it people received the law that's why the priesthood must be changed. Hindi siya reverse. Hindi siya because there's a change of priesthood, babagwin yung law. Rather, because the law is, hindi siya nakaka-perfect, it cannot attain perfection, and so, babagwin yung priesthood. Does it make sense? That, that, that's, ano, hindi siya reverse. And and somehow, uh, our, our city brothers are reversing yung order nung, ano, nung, nung, uh, nung, uh, nung, sinasabi dito ng author ng Hebrews. No? So, uh, so in other words, the law is that which cannot perfect anyone. It's not the priesthood. It's not the the law concerning physical descent. That's not that's not it. It's the whole Mosaic law. It's, it is that which that cannot perfect anyone. Okay? So, that's uh, the number four no, na reason why I said, why I say na Yung interpretation that it is only limited to regulations concerning body descent. Number four, the last verse makes this even more clear. Hebrews 7.28 Sabi niya, For the law appoints men in their witness no, as high priests. But the word of the oath, no, instead of the better hope, ang ginamit niyang word na pumalit, so to speak, no, dun sa law. Kinocontrast niya dun sa law that appoints men in their witness as priests, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. So therefore, the appointment of the son is not based on a modified old covenant law. That's not what being said. Rather, it is based on another. It is totally different. So, ang appeal ng, ng, ng Hebrew writer, hindi siya nag-appeal sa isang law, so, Old Testament, we're in binago lang, na parang minodify lang. Yung appeal niya is a different appeal. He's appealing outside of that law. He's appealing, sinasabi niya, merong mas better doon that would replace that. Okay? That would replace that. So, uh, number five, to confirm yung ating, yung, yung ating nakikita dito na, na, na interpretation, if you look at Hebrews 8, 4 to 6, 
it says that if Christ were on earth, no, imagine Christ is on earth, and sabi niya dito, he would not be a priest at all. Ba't niya nasabi yun? Bakit hindi siya pwede maging priest at all? Since, sabi niya, ito yung reason, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. Now, the author could have said that God modified the aspects of the law about bodily descent. Diba? He could have said it right there. Sabi niya, sabihin lang ng author ng Hebrews na, well, binago ko naman na yung ano, no? binago naman ni God yung rules ng uh, Mosaic law, and so pwede si Christ maging uh, maging uh, priest. No, rather, yung yung way of argumentation ng Hebrews is not to go back sa law, and sabihin niya na, na binago lang ni God yung law. Rather, ang appeal niya, yung argument niya is that Jesus is of a different kind of priestly ministry. One that is higher, one that is better, one that is heavenly, not earthly. We know that yung Ten Commandment is earthly, no? It is, it is, uh, uh, it's just a pattern. It's hindi, hindi siya yung yung uh, yung uh, essence, no? So kaya pagdating ng Hebrews uh, 7, 20 to 27, inexplain niya ngayon yung superiority ni Christ, no? Yung priesthood ni Christ by pointing out the following. Sabi niya. The son's appointment is with an oath. So may kita natin, it's totally different from the Aaronic uh, regulation kung sino yung pwedeng maging priest. So may kita natin na hindi siya nag-appeal sa old law, na minodify lang. Rather, yung appeal niya is of a different kind of law, so to speak. Okay? So the son's appointment is with an oath. The Levitical priesthood is without an oath from the Lord. The son lives forever. And therefore, he uh, holds his priesthood permanently. The earthly priest, on the other hand, dies and must be replaced continually, right? Mm -hmm. The son is innocent and righteous, while the Levitical priests are sinners. And therefore, they themselves needed to offer sacrifices for their own sins. No? So the son is able to save the priest instead needed saving. No, the priest needed saving. So in other words, the author is not appealing to the law at all, let alone a modified version of it, but he is appealing from the fact that Jesus is a priest from another order and sphere. Now Thomas Schreiner says the same thing. The author says the law and the Levitical priesthood are entwined together. 7.11, sa Hebrew 7.11. And therefore, you cannot separate yung priesthood sa yung law. So when when something happens sa priesthood, something happens sa law. When something happens sa law, something would happen to the priesthood. So, number two, the priesthood in view here is kay Aaron, hindi siya kay uh, uh, yung uh, kay Levi. No? Hindi siya limit. Yes, of course, Levitical priesthood yun, pero to be specific, it's the Aaronic Priesthood. Kasi maraming duties ang mga, ano eh, ang mga Levites eh. Hindi lang naman offering eh. So yung, yung uh, law concerning the offering of sacrifices, it is specifically from the line of Aaron. Now, then pagdat, uh, number three, according kay Tom Schreiner, the indis, uh, indissoluble relationship between the priesthood and the law no, is explained since the law and priesthood are bound together. A change in one means a change in another. Now it's clear from verse 11 that scatological perfection is not achieved through Aaronic priesthood 
Indeed, God planned all along that a new priesthood would arrive. The, Melchiz uh, the Melchizedekian uh, one. Hence, the Aaronic priesthood is passed or set aside. Sinet aside siya. But if the priesthood has changed, then Mosaic law is no longer enforced either. It's no longer enforced either. Hence, there is no basis for saying that Hebrews limits what he says about the law of the priesthood and sacrificial instruction. The law and the priesthood are intertwined or entwined together and thus, the passing of the priesthood also means the law as a whole is no longer enforced. End quote. So what this text is saying is that by introducing something better, God doesn't have to modify the law, okay, the old law, but instead replace it with something better. No? Therefore, it would be wrong to say that only the law regulating or governing the priesthood that was changed. Instead, what the author meant by change is setting the law aside. Sinasamtabi niya yon and replacing it with the word of the oath. And it's no accident, no, that yung word of the oath, no, it's referring sa Psalms kasi, no, Pero it's no accident na sinabi niya yan dyan, then, then pagdating ng Hebrews 8, ang pinag-uusapan na is New Covenant. Right? So clearly, yung ginutukoy niyang word of the oath is uh, is already pointing to sa New Covenant that it, it will not only replace the Old Covenant, it includes everything that is in it, namely the law. So therefore, pagdating ngayon natin sa uh, Hebrews 8, no, may kita natin yung need for a better covenant. Hebrews 8, 1-13. Okay? Now, uh, to make, para hindi ko na, para hindi tayo mabas, so sabi dito sa 8, 3 to 7, for every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices, thus it is necessary for priests also to have something to offer. Meaning, if the old covenant law meron uh, of, uh, need for offering, ganun din dito sa new ano, new way na ito. Na, 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 or dito sa way na, na, sa ministry ni Christ, no, as a high priest, kailangan niya rin mag-offer. Now, since, uh, our heart, uh, no? Yon, uh, they, they need to offer. No? They serve, sabi dito sa Hebrews 8, no? they serve a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God, saying that you make according, everything according to the pattern. A pattern. So there is a pattern no? uh, that was shown you on the mountain. So, uh, in context, may kita natin that the pattern is yung reality. Wherein, don't yep. be nasty, don't be nasty Moses yung, 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 uh, yung, uh, pag, pag, uh, ng no, pag, pag set up ng tent, etc., etc. And so, that's a clear picture na no, foreshadowing ni Christ. So, si Christ yung pattern, yung uh, redemptive, uh, work ni Christ yung pattern, and dun yung pinattern ni, ni, ni Moses. And so, pagdating ngayon ng uh, verse 7, no? for if uh, that first covenant had been hopeless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. So the point being made is that Christ's ministry is better than the old because number one, He ministers in the holy places, in the true tent of the Lord. Not man, not by the hands of man. Number two, the old covenant priests serve only a copy the shadows of the heavenly things. Number three, Jesus mediates a covenant enacted on better promises. So now remember, what we've learned so far in Hebrews 7, that which is called useless or weak is the law. Tama po? Sa Hebrews 7. Pagdating dito naman sa, 
sa Hebrews 8, that which is called fault, no, na may fault, na nakitaan ng fault no, ni God, is uh, the, the, the old covenant, the first covenant. Of course, however, the author clarifies that the fault is with the people. With them. Kasi, with them, sabi niyo, with them, eh, di ba? However, syempre, uh, the main flaw, katulad ng sinasabi sa Hebrews 7, is that uh, ng, ng, old, ng old covenant is that it cannot perfect them. Those, the, the, those, those who are under the old covenant. Uh, covenant. Okay, so, may kita natin again yung interchangeability ng law and the covenant. Okay, may kita natin yun. So, kaya kanina, the Renota provisional. Can we yeah. say that the old provisional ang co, uh, old covenant? Diba? In terms of in terms of forgiveness of sin, diba? Hindi siya naga hindi siya naga hindi nawawala yung uh, guilt sa conscience. Every every year the year, the high priest go. Laging ganon, no? So provisional yung makikita natin doon no? sa continuity yep. no provisional. Yeah. Yeah, temporary by nature talaga siya. Temporary by nature. So now with that context in mind, ganun natin dapat basahin yung Hebrews 8 to 13 na kung saan kinu-quote niya yung Jeremiah 31 to 34. So we come to the question. Come to the yeah. question, the 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 final uh, you know, the answer yes. to the question. The yeah. topic, okay. the answer to the to the topic, what is the law? actually written on the hearts. This is, what is the law? The positive aspect of what is the law written on the hearts. Kasi clearly, dun sa mga nakita natin, it cannot be the Mosaic law eh, because kasama siyang uh, kasama siyang na, na-abolish o na, na, na-abolish. na-set aside no? nung, nung old covenant. So what is the law written on the hearts of new covenant believers? So ito yung lagi-lagi kong sinasabi from the first episode yata ang second episode uh, we should interpret the old covenant scriptures with the new covenant scriptures. Tama? Yun dapat yung lens natin. Huwag nating kakalimutan na nandito na tayo sa side ng redemptive history. So for example, we know that sa new covenant ano, no? yung new covenant promise is not for the Jews only but also for the Gentiles and we don't get that from Jeremiah. Right? We get that from uh, the New Covenant Scripture. So therefore, uh, din dapat gawin natin. No? So, now there are many ways to answer this question. I'll give the following, no? pero hindi ito mutually exclusive. No? Hindi, hindi, siya, uh, hindi siya mutually exclusive. Uh, law written on the heart in relation to new birth. Okay? Tingnan natin, in the relation to new birth, ano ba yung sinasabi ng Scripture sa Romans 2.29? Romans 2.29. But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart. By the spirit, not by the letter. So one is circumcised sa heart, by the spirit, not by the letter. Now what does it entail? How, how, paano, anong ginawa ng Holy Spirit doon sa, doon sa act na yon of circumcising our heart? No? Uh, Romans 8.2. Kung pupunta tayo sa Romans 8.2, Sabi doon, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. And so pag sinabi natin the Holy Spirit circumcised our hearts, this is what he means. Okay? He set us free from the law of sin 
and death. Ano ba yung law of sin? Ano ba yung law of death? Na tinutukoy sa Romans 8.2. Now, pagka tinignan niyo yung, ano niya, context sa Romans chapter 7, 7. Yung, ro- yung law of death is referring to the Ten Commandments, the Mosaic Law. It is the ministry of death, right? So it is referring to uh, is the old... Ten Commandments, bro? Or is the, it the law? The, the law, law, the law, sorry. The, 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 the law as a whole. Sorry. Oh. So Pero yung, law, ano, nabanggit law. yung nabanggit yung sa... Ang context nabanggit doon sa sa covetousness. Thou shall not covet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Hmm. So yung yung uh, law, yung uh, law of uh, death is referring to so do, doon tayo free ng Holy Spirit doon tayo ni redeem ng Holy Spirit from law of sin and the law of death. So mm-hmm. therefore having the law written on the heart is demonstrated in the law of the spirit of life setting us free in Christ Jesus. So what does it entail then with regard to uh kanino tayo mag-obey? To whom we should obey? So, law written on the heart in relation naman to our new Lord. Now, sa Romans 7 pa rin ito. May kita natin ito sa Romans 7, 4. Sabi dyan, likewise, my brother, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ. And ano yung purpose of dying to the law through the body of Christ? So that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead in order that we may bear fruit for God. So, yung may analogy, may analogy, analogy dyan na pinakita si Paul sa Romans 7 wherein uh, describe niya yung ating relationship sa law katulad sa mag-asawa. Right? That uh, pagka ikaw ay uh, hanggat buhay ka pa, hanggat buhay pa yung mag-asawa, you are bound to that law. And kapag ka ikaw ay naganap ng iba, you are an adulteress. Right? And so sinasabi niya, hmm. but when you die, no, likewise, no, nung tayo ay namatay, no, here, uh, uh, tinutukoy niya those who know the law and when you die to the law through the body of Christ ang purpose nun is so that you may belong to another you may belong to another it doesn't sound like that uh, God would uh, God is saying here that you, you, you will stay sa law rather that you are to belong to a different dominion that's the wording sa Romans chapter 7 so ano yung implication nun having released from the law so that you may belong to another. Anong ibig niya sabihin doon? It implies that to, that we have a new husband. We have a new Lord whom we should obey from the heart. Okay? So what is the law written on the hearts? Or to be more specific, no, to be more precise, who is the new Lord that God would cause us to obey from the heart? Namely, alin sa dawa? The, the Lordship or the dominion of the Mosaic law? Or the, Mosaic, the, the dominion of Christ? The answer is, Clear. Uh, it is Jesus Christ. Siya yung ating uh, susundin. No? Now, John 14, 15, sabi niya, If you love me, you will keep my uh, commandments. So, ano yung commandment ni God, ni Christ? Galatians 6, 2, Bear one another another's burden, so fulfill the law of Christ. No? So, whose law, whose law are we fulfilling when we bear one another's uh, burden? Is it the law of Moses or is it the law of Christ? Claro yung sagot, it is the law of Christ. So, aning law of Christ? John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Romans 13, 8-10. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled 
the law for the commandment. You shall not commit uh, adultery. You shall not uh, murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And uh, any other commandment, no, sabi niya, are summed up in the word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So love does no wrong, uh, does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is fulfilling the law. Now, ito, ito yung pinakaklaro. Romans 7.6. Romans 7.6. But now, we are released from the law. No? Having died to that which held us captive. Yun yung nagka-captive sa atin, yung law. So that we serve. Ngayon ito, ito yung uh, pwede natin sabihin pinaka-essence ng, uh, ng uh, law be being written on the hearts of your covenant. So that we serve in the new way of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code. So clearly, kay Paul, merong dinistinguish niya, no, merong contrast between uh, serving in the new way of the spirit, in internal, than the old way of the written code. Kasi written code is outside of them, but here, it is inside of them. Right? So, so which law God would cause us to obey today? Is it the new way of the spirit or the old way of the letter? The answer is clear. It is the new way of the spirit. So the law written on the heart naman in relation to obedience to gospel. This is the first commandment that we obey actually. Na sinunod natin nung tayo ay naborn again. Nung tayo ay regenerate ng Holy Spirit. No, after niya tayo i-free from the law, no, after niya tayo i, -i, uh, i redeem from the law, uh, ito yung sinabi ng 1 Peter 1, 22-25. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, yung truth dito is referring to the gospel, no, and yung obedience is the obedience of faith. No, for a sincere love, so yan yung uh, ethics kanina na pinag-usapan natin, no, love one another earnestly from a pure heart because or since you have been born again. No, and this word is the good news that was preached to you. In other words, we're enabled to obey the gospel that would result in brotherly love by having born again to the living and abiding word of God. So, in summary, what is the law written on the hearts of the new covenant believer? The law written on the hearts of the new covenant believers is simply describing the work of God, the Holy Spirit, by which sinners are indwelt by the Spirit, made alive, freed from the slavery of sin and the law, in order to bring about the obedience of faith. And as a result, uniting them to a new master, new Lord, not back, not pabalik sa old covenant law, but to a new master, new Lord, Jesus Christ, and causing them to serve not in the uh, old days of the letter. Yeah, uh, the letter, no, the old way of the letter, but in the, new the newness of, spirit, of the spirit. In order to fulfill the law of Christ, which is summed up in one word, love. No. So, yun yung uh, written on the hearts of the new covenant believers. Mabilis ba ako matagal? <laughs> to 
uh, Hebrews chapter, that pivotal passage, di ba? Yung the Lord uh, So, mukhang may question or may comment si, si Kuya Ray and I will uh, I will bring him to the screen. Uh, maybe he will interact. So, Kuya Ray, ito ka na. Yan. Hello. Wala pa, yes. wala pa akong question. Wala, wala akong question. <laughs> wala. Wala Hindi, walang ano eh. Walang nagtatanong eh. Asa na si Kuya? Gusto... Le, tapos na yung ano niya, yung paper niya. Oh, nasa na siya. Nandiyan pa rin. Nandiyan pa rin. Nandiyan pa rin. Nandiyan pa rin. Nandiyan. Parang naputol ko kanina eh. Sorry po. Oo. Oh. Yan. So, any any interaction, Kuya Ray? None so far. Sorry. Kanina kasi putol-putol eh. <laughs> Hindi ko nasundan ng dire-diretso yung ano yung discussion so, kanina. Or less to cover, cover ni Quits uh, comprehensively. Uh, Mabilis po ba ang magsalita? <laughs> Hiningal ako eh. Hindi naman. Hindi <laughs> naman, okay lang. Okay lang po. Kaya sabi ko... Putol-putol ako sa Facebook kanina eh. Uh, Nakapasok lang so, ako ng StreamYard. So, nagtuloy-tuloy na sa StreamYard. Sinusubukan mo, ha? O, basahin ko lang muna itong comment ni Jericho. Jericho. May, may tanong siya oh, dito, ha? Ano? Uh, tanong niya. We, we are under the law of Christ, right? When we are obeying the law of Christ, na susunod din ba natin yung Ten Commandments? Or hindi? Sakop pa ba yan ng love kapag nasusunod natin yung law of Christ? Kasi, it's love 
sa New Testament, okay, so nasusunod yung law sa pamamagitan ng love na kay Kristo. Ah, that's a question from, ano, from, I think, pinatanong Anthony. lang yan. Yeah. Pinatanong, oh, yun si Anthony. Credit to owner, si TTO. Anthony yeah. Pile. Okay. So, any uh, brother quits? Can you answer that question? We are under the law of Christ, right? So, maybe nababasa mo naman. Yeah, yeah. Kung nasusunod daw ba natin yung Ten Commandments kapag sinusunod natin yung law of Christ. So, we don't need to put it that way. You know? Kasi uh, that's reverse. Kapag ginawa mong nasusunod mo ba yung Ten Commandments, no? meaning referring sa mosaic law, that's oh. a reverse way of ano, thinking. No, so rather we we would say that when we obey the law of Christ, no, of course, merong mga laws sa sa, sa old covenant, no, sa, especially dun, yung nine commandments sa old covenant, uh, na masusunod din natin. Pero not because sinabi sa Mosaic law, it rather yes. it's because it's commanded to us by Christ and His apostles. So uh, we are not to say na kapag ka, ka, sinunod natin yung law of Christ, eh sinusunod na natin si Moses. That that's a uh, that's a reverse. So uh instead we we ought to say na because Christ uh, uh commands us to do such and such, no. It just happened to be na similar siya sa may mga similarity siya sa sa mosaic law. So therefore, we obey yung mga, sinus- yung mga commands ni Christ, yung mga commands ng, ng apostles. Ako, ang makikita kong, uh, makikita kong passage that is very clearly, very clearly addressed to that question, whether we, when we are, when we are under the law of Christ, are we fulfilling the law? No? So, at nakita ko yan sa kaninang pinasa natin. Yung, yeah, yeah, yung sa Galatians. Actually, hindi, sa Romans 8 verse 4, which clearly says here, so yung sinabi mo kanina, di ba, yung verse 8 too, no? the law of the spirit of life has set you free from the, uh, set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by yeah, the yeah, flesh. That's right. The law, the law cannot sanctify. The law cannot just the, the law cannot justify nor sanctify because what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of the flesh and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh. The pivotal passage there is verse four. In our, how did we uh, fulfill the law? In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us no, who are walking or who are uh, living in the in the spirit, who are not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. We 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 do not obey the law, but the consequences of being living by the spirit, we fulfill the requirements of the law. What the law requires to be fulfilled in in the fullest uh, in the in the in the true meaning of fulfillment, as fulfilling from the heart, diba right? So. According to the spirit, uh, we, we are uh, walking in the spirit. We fulfill the requirements of the law, not not in the sense of uh, fulfilling it uh, fully, but the intent, the requirement. Sabi no ni Foldon. So yun yung aking uh, Kuya Ray, anyone, uh, any 
Uh, so just one practical point. As Christians, siguro, we should consider yung Ten Commandments should already be out of play. Yeah. Hindi tayo dapat nagtatanong ng ano eh, are we fulfilling the Ten Commandments? Yeah, yeah. Kasi labas na siya, obsolete na siya. Mm-hmm. So wala na talaga siyang ano, wala na siyang bearing sa buhay ng isang Kristiyano. Dead, sabi sa seven, ano? Married to... Yeah, to wala married, oh. married to Christ. Uh, In other words, yeah, that, that... na siya. It obsolete na siya, bakit pa natin siya pilit? Tatanungin kung oo. Oh, oh. Pag ba under the law of Christ ka, uh, napupulfill mo yung uh, hindi ka nag-idol, hindi ka idolater. Para yan, para ka... para oh. naglalaro ka sa TV, para yan naglalaro ka sa PBA. Tapos tanong ka ng tanong kung nasusunod ba niyo yung amateur rules ng ano, ng Mika, oh. ng amateur <laughs> ano, di ba? Yeah. Eh nasa PBA ka na eh. Ba't ka pa hmm. nako-concern galing ka sa amateur basketball? Ba't ako-concern ka pa kung sinusunod mo ba yung rules ng amateur basketball eh nasa PBA ka na? Diba? Kumbaga nga, parang ganun lang. Christ ka na eh. Diba? You are oh, under law to Christ. Diba, so, paano bang gusto natin? Ang ginagawa ko sa'yo, ang ginagawa ko sa'yo. Nakay Christ ka na, tapos natatakot ka pa sa anino ni Moses. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kaya yeah, sabi yeah. nga sa Hebrews, Moses was a servant. Christ owns the house as a son. Yeah. So napakalaking superiority ng ministry na kinakailalima natin. Pero pilit natin binabalik si Moses. Para bang masyado tayong nasisindak dun sa uh, old covenant na shadow ni Moses. Tsaka uh, yung Roman 7 clearly states that yung, yung old way no, ng, ng law cannot coexist with, uh, with, uh, with Christ because you will be an adulterer eh. Magiging, mm. parang nagko-commit ng adultery when you, you are now in Christ and yet you're you're trying to go and parang sampal sa mukha yun ni God, ni Christ. Because ito na yung oh, real deal. Yeah. Oh. Ito na yung real deal tapos you, you're, you're still wanting to go back dun sa ano. Dun so sa parang legalist, legalist yung tanong eh, di ba? Legalist yung tanong eh. Kasi yung, yung work ni, ni Christ sa heart natin, hindi lang yung hindi ka nag-commit ng adultery. Hindi ka lang, hindi ka... Diba? Parang do's and don'ts pa rin yun eh sa mm. sa, sa sa aspect ng uh, dynamic uh, work ng Holy Spirit regeneration uh, every time uh, changing your heart, diba? To obey Him, to please Him. Yung dynamic ng Holy Spirit na minimize doon sa tanong na yun eh. Mm. That's right. So meron pang tanong Pero na iba. Understandable, oh, sige. understandable sige, sige, sige. siya kasi Galing tayo lahat sa ano eh. Uh, siguro kung galing ka sa background na na napaka-strong ng ano, ng emphasis ng moral law, diba? So talagang concern ka pag nag-shift ka into thinking of in terms of new covenant, ano, new covenant uh, idea. Hindi talaga mawala sa isip mo yung ano, yung pangamba na mm. oh, paano yung Ten Commandments? Paano yung Paano Di ba yun yung moral law? May law, may law ano pa ba? Eternal. Yeah, no? mm. oh, di ba eternal yan? So, andun talaga yung, minsan yung takot, yung apprehension mm. na baka, ay nako, baka dahil sinaba, iniwan natin yung Ten Commandments, baka tayo maging cursed, ganun. So, meron mm. nun, hindi naman necessarily ano lang talaga eh. Hindi necessarily, uh, may, may legitimacy yung ibang tanong eh. Mm-hmm. 
Shall we say that grace may abound? No. Ganun ang parang ganun ang ano eh. Parang ganun ang aspect ng tanong niya eh. Na, baka, well, di ba, la, pag sinabi mo New Covenant, uh, laging papasok yung sinabi ni Kuya Ray na, you know, may law pa ba? Yung ganun eh. <laughs> Mapupulpil mo pa ba yung... Oo, oh, yun nga ang charge sa atin. So, uh, accommodate natin yung susunod na tanong dito. This is kay Alvin, Alvin Adora. Nakikinig ka, Alvin, kung nanonood ka. If, if the writings of the law on the heart is exclusive only to the New Testament believers or New Covenant believers, how did the Old Testament saints were regenerated or born again? Were they indwelt by the Holy Spirit as well? Quits? Yung, yung answer ko dyan is that uh, possible sa Old Covenant people ni God, sa Old Covenant believers, no? yung mga saints sa Old Testament, to be regenerated and not be indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Yan yung position ni, ni Jim Hamilton. Jim Hamilton. Mm. Yeah. Kung baga, uh, they were caused by God to obey the, the laws ni God, no? However, hindi pa sila indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Mm. So, yung, yung law written on the heart, no? O, yes, in, in, in one sense, exclusive siya, no? Kasi nga, future siya, kasi promise yan, eh. So, we're mm. talking about here yung covenantal context sa old, no, sa, na, ng redemptive history. So, so, old covenant, in general, as, as the nation Israel, uh, they don't see it that way, na, 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 yung Holy Spirit yung tinutukoy doon. Rather, uh, they, they just saw it as uh, the Mosaic Law being written on their hearts or that they are still to obey yung uh, Mosaic Law. So, so, to answer the question, uh, pwede natin sabihin that they will obey yung mga regenerated all covenant saints, they will obey yung uh, Mosaic Law. Diba? Kasi that, yun yung sinabi sa Jeremiah that yung, yung necessary result no nung uh, nung uh, regenerating work ng Holy Spirit is that they will obey the law of God. Kaya lang in their context it's the Mosaic law. Not because mm-hmm. it's it ano ah uh, uh, because uh, it's to dito uh, parang meron silang list of do's and don'ts backward ulit yun. Pero yeah. yun nga pinapakita natin na in general in general uh, as a covenant people of God hindi nila naunawaan yun. Hindi nila nakikita yun that way. So, yun, yeah. <laughs> yung answer ko. Definitely, definitely the the believers in the Old Testament or in the Old Covenant were regenerated. And many times in in the in the book of Moses, in I think in, in Deuteronomy, being mentioned yung circumcision of the heart. Mm. I will circumcise your heart, di ba? So that that pertains to individual believers, not not as a whole Israel. Kasi nga sabi ni Lord dun sa promise, eh, they will all know me. So in the covenantal context of of the word na sinasabi nating regenerated. Tsaka sa makikita natin sa sa New Testament yung yung promise ng Holy Spirit is very very what you call that paradigm yun eh. Yung Holy Spirit will be given to the covenant community, the, to the whole covenant community at, at in, in the sense of indwelling talaga, indwelling the, the 
COVID and COVID. Sabi ni Benny Jim, Jim Hilton doon, ni Jim Hamilton doon, is God, uh, the Holy Spirit is with them, but not is within them. Yeah, to, yeah, to, to, the, diba, to, the, to the To the believer, the Holy Spirit is, or to Israel, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is with them, but not individually. Not individually. So, yun, yun, yun yung makikita natin doon. Tsaka hindi pa clear yung uh, regeneration uh, diba, sa, sa Old Testament. Eh. Hindi pa clear. Pero definitely, they, they were regenerated. Otherwise, how can they be according to the Lord Jesus Christ? Sa, uh, John 3, di ba? Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Yeah. God. If, we, if we don't, if we say that the Old Testament are not regenerated, so they are not saved. They are not yeah. uh, in the kingdom of God. So that's very remote. So may no pagba, may no pagbang question. Oh, may ako yare, may talami additional no. kadon. Eh, siguro the only additional ano uh, answer I can give. Kasi klaro naman sa John tsaka sa Act of the Apostles, eh, the giving of the Holy Spirit did not uh, did not happen in the Old Testament. Malinaw na malinaw na the Holy Spirit was given after Jesus rose from the dead, di ba? Sabi, receive Amen. the Holy Spirit, sabi siya. Tapos, dun sa case ni Cornelius, di ba? When they received so. the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Kumbaga, yung mm. second tranche ng giving ng Holy Spirit sa Gentiles na, di ba? Mm. Sa Old Testament, wala ka namang makikita in, in terms of sinasabi nyo, covenantal ano, dealings, mm. na the Holy Spirit was actually given. Pwede mm. natin sagutin yung question logically. Dahil sabihin natin, how can someone have faith without being regenerated? Pero as far as biblical texts are concerned, wala talaga, ano, di ba? Walang masyadong evidence Para maging dogmatic na sabihin mo, oh, the Old Testament saints were regenerated. They were born again by the Spirit. Pero hindi mo rin naman masasabi. As equally as pwede mo sabihin, they weren't regenerated. They weren't given the Holy Spirit. Kasi wala ka namang text to prove ano eh, uh, either ano eh, di ba? Either point. Eh. Mm. Amen. Tama ba? Amen. Tama, oo. Okay. So, if you have, uh, if you want to if you want to have a more comprehensive, maganda yung, yung short article ni Jim Hamilton doon. If you want, I will post that in the in the NCT Tambayan. May PDF ako noon. May PDF ka rin ng kids, sabi yun. No? Yeah. yeah. Ganda yun, yung, yung, yung question na ganun. Uh, in a more comprehensive way. But uh, this is, you know, running out of time. And I think we have covered. <laughs> now we are... Breaking the 123 uh, time limit sa first three episodes, ganun eh, 123, 124. Now we have uh, extended up to 136. So I think uh, we will conclude the episode for for tonight. Uh, we thank you for Kuya Ray's uh, coming thank in sa stream. And I would like to announce next, uh, next, week, next week will be Kuya Ray. Eh, si Kuya Ray, tinetest niya yung, ano, yung live streaming. So, <laughs> so yan. Para ma-feel niya, hindi siya kabahan. <laughs> so, next time. <laughs> na-feel niya na yung kung paano nasa sa screen. So, again. Thank you very much. Uh, 
Fritz, for that excellent exposition of uh, difficult uh, question. But, it's a, it's a pleasure. Salam. Yes. Uh, Praise and, God. And, you know, we will be uh, turning back again, back and forth here as our resource speaker. And also, thank you for all our viewers na nag-stay tuned for one in mas matagal ngayon, meron pang nanonood, one hour and 37. So, thank you for tuning in, tuning with us uh, this uh, past hour and a half. So, as I said, uh, we are, this this uh, episode is recorded, being recorded, after which I will uh, stream it to to iPod uh, podcast. I mean podcast, uh, Apple iTunes podcast, and podbean.com. So, or you can still watch it uh, sa YouTube, sa Facebook, on your free time. Nasa calendar naman, nakakalendar naman yan sa Facebook or sa, sa YouTube. So, thank you very much for all our viewers and our resource speakers. And have a pleasant uh, night. Good night to all of us. Good night to all of you. Uh, God bless us all. See you next Friday uh, for Kuya Day's uh, peace paper. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Viola, thank you for tuning in. Okay, so good night again. Or you can leave now. Kasi sa mauna na daw kayo. Leave studio daw. Okay. purpose of God as it culminates and fulfilled the Lord Jesus Christ in the new covenant.